good Saturday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies, but this is a special edition. This is the what if edition of the Sideline Junkies. Sitting in for the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs tonight. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Uh, this has been on my brain for a couple of weeks now. I've been talking to the boss BJ about it and um, just trying to get some things together, get some thoughts together. And he told me, say, hey, man, you're going to do it, do it right in the only true fashion that you know how to do it. So this is, uh, as you can see, scrolling along the bottom of the screen, this is a what if dot, 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 J bias. Now, over the years of we, us doing this podcast, I've done what ifs on Lynn Bias and uh, myself and the Nubian Sumo. We did a what if on Owen Hart. We've done several what ifs. Now, this one is to kind of sort of piggyback off of a previous what if, which was of Lynn Bias, had he not passed away untimely, made the lead, and then we went from there. Uh, so it'll be in the same vein. Um, but this one is special because the last one was really, really good. And it got a lot of real positive response. This one, uh, one of the responders is no longer on this side of the earthly realm. And I, I dedicate this this particular show, this what if, Jay Bias. I dedicate this to my cousin Robert, uh, big Boston fan. Uh, he passed away earlier this year. And it's so many things that we used to send each other and say and and you know, him commenting in the sideline junkies group about different things, because like I always say about myself, Junie, all the guys around here at sideline junkies, we love that old school eighties and nineties basketball. And we love the football. We love all of it. And when we see certain things, we say, Oh no, that wouldn't fly in the nineties, you know? And Robert was a big proponent of that. And I dedicate this show to him because he used to always tell me, man, now you're going to have me up all night thinking about all these what-if scenarios and this, that, and that. Man, I ain't going to never sleep. Well, because tonight's going to be one of them nights because I, I I got some things loaded, loaded. So without further ado, let's jump into this. Um, all right. Let me get situated here. Let me, let, me, let me scoot on up. Get on up in here with you. Now. As with all what ifs, I'll tell the story of how it happened. Then I'll switch over to the what if and something that I thought about earlier. We all deal with grief in a different way. Sometimes, you know, people are able to get over it and move on. Other times people hold on to it. I'm the latter, not the former. I kind of hold on to death a little bit more than everybody else. And sometimes I create alternate thoughts and realities and everything in my head to try to cope with the pain of losing someone. And that's where these what if shows kind of birthed out of, if that makes sense. Uh, so bear with me. Okay. Jay bias. Now, for those of you that don't know, Jay bias was Lynn brother, Lynn Bias's younger brother. He was murdered, uh, December 5th, 1990, here in Maryland, uh, outside of what is now known as the mall at Prince George's, but it was known as PG Plaza then. But now it's known as the mall at, P at Prince George's. Um, he had went in to get, uh, I believe it's a bracelet out of K Jewelers that was in the mall. A K Jewelers that I visited 
many times over the last 30 years. And this was 1990. So this is 32 years ago, early this month. And it was an altercation with a gentleman and a young lady that worked there. And I think that was his wife or something. And he thought that Jay was trying to holler at his wife, which wasn't the case. He was there to pick up his piece, go back to work. You know, he was on his lunch break, get ready to go back to work. So the dude woofing and everything, Jay and his boys, they leave out of one door. The dude, he goes down to another door, leaves out. They're in the parking lot. They're getting ready to leave. They're pulling out. Don't want no confrontation. They don't want no trouble. This dude's woofing. He wants trouble. He ends up shooting five or more shots into the truck that they were riding in. Jay was sitting up front. He shot the shots into the rear passenger window, hit Jay in the back twice. They say his last words were the Lord's Prayer. They took him up the street to Leland Hospital, which is no longer uh, around. I think it's a medical building now. It's the same hospital, same emergency room that Lynn Bias was pronounced dead in four years earlier. Lynn died in this. Uh, Lynn died in that hospital, and Jay died in the same hospital four years later. The Bias family had to relive the tragedy of losing Lynn on top of losing Jay again. And one thing I will say. And I told the boss BJ this uh, earlier this week while I was doing the research and everything. I said one thing about Mr. and Mrs. Bias, Dr. and Miss and Mr. Bias, Dr. Lanise Bias and uh, Mr. James Bias. Strong. Because she said something and uh, I was watching something on TikTok. She was doing an interview and she said, you know, to bury one son while you're standing on another son's grave. And it stuck with me right here because I can't fathom in my head burying one of my children. And that is, I think, selfish of me to say, but I think as a parent, every parent thinks of that. They can't see themselves burying their children, but a lot of parents have. And the biases have buried two of their children already. So that's how it came down. And. Before all of that, Jay had to deal with a lot of backlash and people being mean, you know, and, and it, it he took. Now, this is a quote. If you've ever seen the 30 for 30 without bias, I, if you have it, I recommend you watch it. It's one of the best 30 for 30s that I've ever seen. And. She talked about how Jay took Lynn's death so hard, like he kind of was just hoping Lynn would walk through the door again. And he took it hard. And then the mean things that people would say, he would balling and, you know, it was a joke. And I think I read this joke and it's not funny to me. You know, 86 was a year of tragedy along different fronts. You had Lynn Bias passing away, the Challenger disaster uh, happening. And, you know, people all went, NASA stands for need another seven astronauts. That's not funny to me. Uh, Lynn Bias is going to be a star in the six feet and under league. You know, that's not funny to me. That's mean that that that's that's toxic. And people would say things like that to Jay on the court. And he even admitted it in an interview and he, he was talking about, you know, having a temper and things like that. <clears throat> well, most people don't know Jay could actually ball as well. He could really ball. He was six foot five. Well, 
very, and I've heard six five, I've heard six seven. I heard he grew to six seven. Um, as a junior, he averaged uh, twenty one points per game as a junior and led Northwest into a double A state title. Okay, as a senior, he averaged twenty five and twelve, but the Wildcats finished ten and twelve and didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Immediately after Lynn's death, Lefty Giselle, the great Lefty Giselle, offered him, offered Jay a scholarship to Maryland if he wanted it. What people didn't understand and people didn't know, he had colleges called him, local colleges. He had Georgetown on him, of course, Maryland. He had Georgetown on him, Maryland. Uh, I think American wanted him. Um, who else? I want to say it was either George Washington or George May. He had a couple colleges looking at him because he could bowl. He could really bowl. Now, here's where the what if starts. Now, he takes, he goes to Allegheny Community College out in Western Maryland. Cold up there this time of year. It's the mountains. Cold up there. He goes up there because he didn't have the necessary 700 SAT score to get into a regular universe. So he was there to take a few classes, get his SAT scores up. And the thing is, he had an offer to go to American. Now, he didn't want to go to Maryland at all because going to, him going to Maryland is living in that shadow of, the, of his big brother. Not saying it was a bad shadow, but that was a, a, a large shadow that would be cast on him to be as good as Lynn. You know, it would always be compared to him being Lynn. Okay. Now he goes out Allegheny, does what he has to do. Allegheny coach Bob Kirk said, now this I'm reading this out of the Washington Post from uh this is from August 25th, 1998. This is an article. And uh where's it at? Allegheny coach Bob Kirk. Say he's excited about adding bias to the team that finished 34 and 4 and made it to the JUCO, the National JUCO tournament round of 16 last season. This is his quote Jay adds another dimension to our team. Coaches agree he is a fine athlete with outstanding potential who has a good chance to start for us. We've talked and he's looking forward to coming. He's another excellent prospect from DC area, from the DC area, and follows other fine players like John Turner, who went to Georgetown. And don't forget, Jay was all met. Now, for those that are not familiar, not from the area, all met is like your all-star team of athletes in the D.C. area, all metropolitan. That, that That's your guys. That's the tops guys. Those are guys you got to watch because wherever they go, they're going to have fanfare because they can actually bowl. Okay? Now, uh... Let me let me let me pull a little bit further. Uh, this is from the Los Angeles Times, March 9th, 1989. And Jay out in Allegheny, he said, I study, play, I study, play basketball, and go to high school games. It's like I'm on vacation. You know, that's what he said about being out in Allegheny. And he also said, you know, I idolize my brother. He is he's still my idol. Uh now he grew to six foot seven between 
freshman year of college and senior year of high school, grew to six foot seven, right? He averaged more than 17 points a game. 17 points a game for Allegheny. And the Trojans finished number eight in the final National Junior College Athletic Association poll. So they, they didn't make it to the uh, national tournament because they lost to Hagerstown 87-86 in the regional tournament. But he averaged 17 as a freshman. Okay? 17 as a freshman. Now, let's take that 17. And let's put it this way. Bob Kurt, who was a coach of Allegheny, he says major division one basketball schools are wooing bias, including one from the big East who wants bias and teammate Antoine Jones is a package. And here's the crazy part about it. If I'm not mistaken, Georgetown was another one, another one that wanted him after seeing him at Allegheny. Okay. It blows my mind that we didn't know this at the time. You know, the way you got it now, you got fifth and sixth graders being ranked as, you know, oh, he's the best sixth grader in the country. And, you know, we didn't have the exposure for high school sports and community college like we have now. The exposure is way better. Now, travel down this road with me, if you will. He's averaging 17 points at Allegheny, right? Let's say he goes to America. Let's say he gets his SAT scores up. He goes to America. Still got three years of eligibility, right? So that was 88, 89. So let me see. Let me see. Let me let me put let me put this in perspective. That's 88, 89. So 89, 90, that's one year. 90, 91, that's two years. Uh, 91, 92. So that mean the 92 draft. That's when he would, he, he would have showed up. Now we piggybacking off the previous, what if, okay. 1992 NBA draft. What kind of talent do we have in that draft? Uh, geez. I mean, we had, that was a great draft. Shaquille O'Neal was your number one overall pick. Uh, Alonzo morning went number two, Christian Layton at number three. Now him coming out of, uh American as a small forward. Was he better than Lafonso Ellis? Better than Jim Jim Jimmy Jackson out of Ohio State? <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks would have did better taking, and I'm just spitballing here. Over Todd Day, I would have took Jay Bias over Todd Day. Harold, and I'm looking at this in in retrospect because I know these guys didn't turn out as good as we thought they would. Uh, Harold Miner and the Miami Heat. Uh, yeah, you, you could have got Jay Bias in the first round. But let's say, you know, let's say he didn't get picked for whatever reason. Let's just say, let's just say that, okay? For the sake of argument. Now, to piggyback off the other, what if? Lynn Bias is in his sixth year with Reggie Lewis. Him and Reggie Lewis are running things up in Boston. Boston giving Chicago a run for their money. Um, you know, it's just a head-to-head battle. Your two top players, your 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 Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, your Magic 
and Bird is Bias and Jordan. Okay, that's your that's that's it. That's the that's the hierarchy right there. And then it's everybody else. Okay. Let's say he gets a tryout in Boston. So you got him in Boston along with his brother, Reggie Lewis. Now, mind you, Bird's still there in 92. Bird retired in 93. Bird's still there. Now, Bird said if Lynn Bias would have came, he would have retired in 88. But imagine Bird's career, Mikhail's career goes a little bit longer. Okay. Those guys go a little bit longer. Then you add a Jay Bias who can knock down a jumper, who's <clears throat> willing to put the work in just like his brother. And let's say he's grown another inch. Let's say he's 6'8 now. So you got 6'7 Reggie Lewis, 6'8 uh, 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 Lynn Bias, and then you got 6'8 Jay Bias. You know, let's just say he suits up a couple times and, you know, some fanfare, but he doesn't catch on with Boston. He goes somewhere like, uh, let's send him to Philly. Bring him on the East Coast, Philly. Barkley's still there. Um, geez, who else? I think you had Hershey Hawkins out there. He makes it to the league. So now you have that connection of another Maryland native in the league, you know, another local cat. And we're looking at this. Imagine imagine seeing the second coming of a great player, but it's the second coming in the same bloodline, if you get what I mean. Like everybody calls Kobe the second coming of Jordan. And it used to irk me for a long time until I realized Kobe took everything that Michael did and did it himself and made a career out of it. And But he did it his way. Imagine seeing Lynn Bias dominate with Jordan. They, they dominate the league. You know, they, they, they when it's must-see TV when them two go head-to-head, -head, but then you add into the mix Jay Bias. Coming into the league, you know, he's the young puppy. But Jay's now standing shoulder to shoulder after two, three years with these dominant players, the Clyde Drexlers, the Dominique Wilkins, you know, the 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 Michael Jordans, the Lynn Bias, the Reggie Lewis, you know. It's so much that could have happened that we can sit here and we can think up scenarios all day long. And I know I can. I can sit here and I can think up a scenario of, hell, him going to the Bulls. Now, let, let, let me let me, let me me pull that up. That's, uh, what we say, 91, 90, that's a 92 draft, so that would be 92, 93. Um, man, let me see who the Bulls had. 1992, because I can't remember off the top of my head, and I am so bad at that as a uh, – Chicago Bulls fan, I am upset with myself. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, 92, 93 Chicago Bulls. That was a three-peat. That was a three-peat season. That was a, the, the three-peat season. Okay. 
Give me the roster, baby. Give me the roster. Who was on this roster? Mm-hmm. So you had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, BJ Armstrong, Scott Williams, Bill Cartwright, Stacey King, Trent Tucker, John Paxson, Will Perdue, Rodney McRae, Ricky Blanton, Daryl Walker, Corey Williams, and JoJo English. Now, imagine the 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 split that would happen we're going to throw another scenario out there jay and jordan play together he's coming off the bench for chicago you know he, he's a valuable contributor off the bench and during that championship run as a rookie okay and when i say valuable i don't mean oh he comes in and he gives you six minutes and he may give you two point i'm saying valuable i'm saying nearly a hondo numbers off the bench you know i'm not saying 30 some points i'm saying you know he's getting uh, 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 uh good minutes he's getting you know 15 20 minutes a game but he's lighting it up he's microwave vinnie microwave johnson type lighting it up you know he coming that thing and it's good imagine how dominant chicago could have been more dominant chicago could have been in 93 then to get all the way to the finals and have to play Phoenix. Then you still have to worry about Scotty scoring, Jay scoring, Jordan scoring, Horace scoring, Cartwright giving you his double-double. You know, I'll take, and I'm being biased here, pun intended, Trent Tucker. He's cool. Give me Jay Bias over Trent Tucker at this time. In, in, in this fantasy, give me Jay Bias, okay? Just imagine what could have been, even in that scenario. Imagine what could have been, you know, if we take it back to the Eastern Conference Finals and you got a Chicago-Boston matchup in the Eastern Conference Finals, but you have Bias and Lewis versus Jordan and Pippen, but you got a Bias coming off the bench. I mean, it's so much. And one thing that I feel is I feel his story, not his death. And I I, I can't stand that, that his death is always focused on so much. Same thing with Lynn Bias. His death is focused on so much. 22 years of life was lived for Lynn Bias. 20 years of life was lived for Jay Bias. Let's focus on that life. The energy that they brought, the love that they, they, they received, the love that they, they gave. Let's focus on that. Because, I mean, I could sit here and I can go down memory lane and think about these things. And, you know, it's easy to do it now because here we are 30 years removed. And technology is way better and we can go back and we can look at things and we can do this and we can do that. And I just I think about it and I'm like, I have so many scenarios and they come at me like left, right, up, down. So many scenarios of what could have been. You know, um, I will say this. Thirty years, thirty two years. I have. 
seen a lot. I've learned a lot. When Jay Bias was murdered, I was nine years old. And I remember the news like yesterday because I was just like, why? You know, why would you, why would anybody have to go through this yet again? And what's crazy to me is if he would have got out of the area and actually went back to school, because he he was he had took some time off and trying to figure out his next move. Understand that all day long. And I just I just wish he he wouldn't he didn't have to deal with that. Because here's the thing. I don't want nobody to have to deal with that situation of somebody barking. They want to fight. They propositioning you for a fight. And you trying to walk away. My grandmother used to have a, a saying. A good run is better than a bad saying. And she also, my godmother, my grandmother, my mother. They used his murder as a lesson. Of, you know, you have to watch your surroundings, everything. It's just everything, you know, everything about it. You have to watch and you got to pay attention. It, not saying that he wasn't, but you got guys that are hell bent on revenge over nothing. Now, the gentleman that, that shot him is serving life in prison. He's never getting out. Never. Life gone. 24 years old back then. He's 56 now. He's never getting out. Never getting out. You snuffed out a life for no reason. And the thing is, with Jay being all met, doing his thing at Allegheny, uh, college is looking at him and wanting him. He's trying to get it together, man. Imagine, just imagine if you will. Please, just imagine if you will. Everything that we've talked about with Lynn Byers, Reggie Lewis, everything. Just imagine if in that alternate reality, all three of them had lived and graced the NBA. Imagine if, you know, Petrovich had, had lived as well. He's in that in that realm, too. And he would have been another dog in the league. Now, you got. Limbi is going against Jordan. Scotty and uh, 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 Reggie Lewis going back and forth. You got Drazen in there. You know, you got uh, 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 maybe Dominique, because Dominique had to come back off the Achilles injury. So you got all these players. And you got the influx of talent, of young talent, with, at the time, young talent, Reggie, Reggie Miller. And I remember Reggie Miller and uh, Reggie Lewis – we're always compared to each other because they Reggie, six seven, both could shoot, both could put the ball on the floor, all of that. Just imagine if those things had lined up. And this is the question that I always ask when I talk about the NBA and how the landscape would have changed. Would Jordan have retired after the 93 season? And, I mean, it brings it all back to that because the landscape of the NBA would have been different. And I always said this. I've even said this. Since I was a young puppy, Jordan never had a true rival. 
And I used to talk to my mom about it. My mom's a huge Lynn Bias fan. And I always told her, I said, Lynn Bias was supposed to be Jordan's rival. That was supposed to be who he battled with whole career. Once they retired, you know, it's supposed to be all-star weekend and, you know, just like he do magic. Come on, go put your shoes on. We're going one-on-one right now. And, of course, Lynn, I'm born ready. And then you got Jay backing him up. Oh, we can go two-on-two where your man's at. You know, that's that's how I look at things. And, and this is my alternate reality. This is my opinion. This is just my thoughts. This is me rambling. But just, my God, what could have been? The whole landscape of the NBA would have changed. And it would have changed for the better. If just small things in the timeline, small ripples didn't happen. You know, it's like if you ever been to a pond or a lake, throw a pebble in and see how far the ripples go. You know, it's like if those ripples never happen and the water just stays smooth. What would we have? You know, what 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 what, what would we have? I don't know. This is just my thoughts. Just things that I'm thinking in my mind and I'm just like, oh, my God, this could be uh, something. And I I know I probably went all over the place and it's hard to follow. I hope it's not too hard to follow, but I'm just saying, what if? What if? If Jay had lived. And that that confrontation never happened. His death never happened. Lynn's death never never happened. Uh, 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 Reggie Lewis's death never happened. Petro's death never happened. Just none of those ripples ever happened. Right? How different would the landscape of the NBA be from 84 to 93 alone? How different would the landscape be? Because you had an influx of talent. And I look at the guys that came out of that draft and came into the league and guys that we thought were going to be, you know, every year we always got guys that we think going to be really, really good. But then you got those sleeper guys that really are really, really good. What if Jay was one of those sleeper guys that was going to be really, really good, that makes a career out of, you know, you not given much of a chance and then he goes and makes a career and if not hall of fame borderline hall of fame you like man you got the old heads talking now i i guess i'm in the old head category man let me tell you something about jay him and his brother could really ball you know just sitting there telling stories about it all day long about how just the greatness of the Bias Brothers. You know? I always say it. I feel that as basketball fans, just and I'm just focusing on basketball right now. I won't even touch any other sport because I think as sports fans, we've been robbed of talent so many times because of tragedy and everything else. Don't get me started on being on, on football fame because I, I can 
the amount of talent that we were robbed of is astronomical. And I feel that way when I talk about Jay Bias. I feel like we were robbed of talent. And this is as a sports fan. It's bigger than that when you talk about family. You were robbed of a son, a brother. You know? This is the amount of what ifs is probably infinite you know infinite and it's just it pains me because i have these thoughts in my head and i i can't get them out so that's why i come here and i record something i just say hey let me put them out and see if everybody anybody else thinks about this but nine times ten nobody's thinking I'm on my I'm on my on my own with this one. I know because most people you say Jay Bias, oh that's Lynn Bias's brother. But did you know that he could ball? Did you know he was a pretty damn good baller? Led Northwestern to a state championship. Had a pretty decent community college career. Probably could have had a good division one career. Got they were looking at him. They wanted him. it's all about the what if that's all it's just it's a what if and so many thoughts come through my head i i mean i even got i got notes pulled up everything so many thoughts come through my head i'm like forget the notes hey think about this think about that think about this and this that's how my mind works when it comes to what ifs you know so I'm not gonna hold y'all any longer but i'm just thinking what if what if? Man. But only way I can end this show is uh if you don't know about Jay Bias, and I'm not talking about you know how he, he was murdered. No, if you don't know about him as a baller, the internet is free. You know, just you got a, a handheld device that's like a computer search some things man you may not find no video but you'll find people talking really really highly of him and how he could really play you know six foot seven could shoot put the ball in, and he was a good high school player decent we only got to see him for one year in college and that's you show me a freshman on any level juco uh, uh division one division two Hell, Division Three. you show me any freshman that averages 17 points as a freshman and doesn't go on to do big things in college. Just a thought. The road was there. It was just all about which path he was going to take, which college he was going to go to and ball out. Man. All right, y'all, let me get out of here before my mind start working overtime because you know we don't do no overtime, but my mind about to start doing it. I'm the big guy, KG. I will see you guys in the morning for the NFL Sunday Rise. Until then. <laughs>